Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me again today on the podcast. God bless you. It's so exciting to be with you today here on the podcast again, and I trust that you're blessed. I've been praying for you, and uh, I know that God is going to do great things in your life. Wherever you're listening from, if you're driving down the road in your car, if you're out taking a walk and you've got this in some headphones, or if you're at home and you can pull up a footrest or sit in a chair and get your Bible out with a cup of coffee, whatever it is, wherever it is that you're listening from, know that I appreciate you and uh, I thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. I love these podcasts. They're a little bit different from what I'm normally used to as I preach in church and different things because a lot of the time in the church I, I yell and I strain my voice and my voice gets tired and so um, it's nice to sit, sit down and, and teach and and just be able to share from my heart. Um, I titled this podcast today, It Ends With Me. It Ends With Me. And you'll see why here in just a little bit. But I want to read to you, uh, starting out from a very familiar passage of Scripture. And um, it's from Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to start at verse 1. Therefore, seeing we are also encompassed, about by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run the race with patience that is set before us. Let us lay aside the weight, let us lay aside the sin which doth so easily beset us. Uh, Here in Hebrews, the writer is talking about running a race. We are all in this race of life. We're all in this uh, race towards the finish line, which is our ultimate goal, heaven. We are all in this race at different levels. We're all in this race at different strengths. We're all in this race at different times, uh, different areas of our life, different seasons. But one thing that we all have in common is the sin problem. One thing that we all encounter is temptation. And uh, what this this passage is talking about is that as we run the race, as we run the race of life, as we run the race towards heaven, we encounter things that try to weigh us down. We encounter sins that try to weigh us down. Uh, every weight, the the yoke of bondage of sin is a weight. The, the yoke that is placed on us when the enemy tempts us is a weight. And the besetting sins that the Bible talks about here, um, these besetting sins are sins that we continually and habitually do. And we've got to look out for these sins so that we can cast them aside, so we can lay them aside. The Bible says here, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Every single person who is listening to this podcast has a besetting sin. Some people are tempted with certain things more than other people's. Your besetting sin might be a sin that other people aren't tempted with. 
Uh, but every single person has something that they are more predisposed to. Everybody has something, some sort of sin that they are more, uh, more apt to participate in. And the enemy knows this. The enemy, your enemy, Satan, is, the Bible said in Genesis, he is subtle, he's cunning. He, he knows what buttons to push and when to push them. He knows what you are, uh, what sins he can tempt you with to get you to stumble and fall. He knows, he knows. He's been watching you for years. He has been paying attention to your actions. He's been paying attention to how you respond to things. And he knows, and there are certain sins that trip people up. We've all got things that we know we have to stay completely away from. Otherwise, we will be in trouble. We've all got things that we struggle with, all got things that try to uh, try to weigh us down as we run towards the finish line. And that is something we've got to deal with. And I believe that uh, that the church has done a poor job recently um, in dealing with sin. And we have not just not, I'm not speaking specifically about any church. I'm talking about the church of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. I'm talking about the church as a whole. And I am saying that churches are doing a terrible job of dealing with sin. When I turn on the, uh, when I turn on different live streams and when I turn on different messages by different preachers, a lot of the time those preachers are preaching about feelings and about uh, emotions and a lot of preachers are preaching on how how to feel good and how to get blessed and how to how to be a better person and how to how to do everything that is in the natural and in the flesh but they very very rarely address sin and a lot of the time let me tell you if you're watching christian television if you're watching any of the mainstream christian networks there are very few that will mention sin there are some but there are very few that will mention sin. And I've come on here to tell you this today. If you go to a church that does not mention sin and does not mention the blood and you have sat under your preacher uh, for any length of time and you have not heard him talk about sin and you've not heard him talk about the blood of Jesus, those two things are, are vital in preaching the gospel message. You cannot preach the gospel of Jesus Christ without preaching that man has fallen because of his sin and we need to abstain from sin. And you cannot preach the gospel without preaching about the cross, the death, and the, the blood of Jesus. You cannot preach the gospel. So if your preacher does not talk about sin and how people need to stay away from it, and he does not talk about the blood of Jesus and how it cleanses us from sin, do not walk, run out that church door and find you another church where your preacher will tell you the truth. Because we've got a sin problem. You look around at what's going on in the world today, and it is a sin problem. It's not anything else. And I mentioned this on a, a live stream for our church uh, just the other night. But anything, anything that begins to decay, anything that begins to rot, 
will continue to decay and decline unless someone does something different, unless someone acts on it, unless someone stops the decay. If you have a rotten potato in a bag of other potatoes or a rotten apple in a bag of other apples, that one rotten apple or one rotten potato will begin to decay and it will cause the rest of the apples or potatoes in the bag to spoil. Why? Because decay spreads. Decay and rot will spread. And that is the same way with sin. Once you have sin and once you have that that uh, that decay from the enemy in your life, it will begin to rot and begin to destroy every other area. It will affect everything and everyone around you if you are participating in sin. And that's why I believe that the writer of Hebrews tells us, listen, you got to lay aside those weights. Those things are weighing you down. They are keeping you from running to your fullest potential. Lay aside the sin that easily besets you. Lay aside habitual sins. Now, I know we all slip up. I know we all mess up and we we have the sin nature, and I'm not even trying to preach sinless perfection to you. I am not trying to tell you that you have to live sinless to go to heaven. But what I am saying is that if you are participating in a habitual sin, whatever that is, and I haven't even called anything out, I haven't even said any sort of name of any sin. I'm just telling you, whatever that habitual sin is, Whatever that thing is that is that you constantly participate in or that you keep going back to, if you do not shut it down, it will keep you from running at your fullest potential and it will cause things to begin to decay in your life. It will cause your relationships to have problems. It will cause uh, your walk with the Lord to have problems first and foremost. It will cause everything that you do. I know people that have been bound up in sin and they begin, they start into the sin just a little bit. They start just little by little. And I'm purposefully not naming any particular sins. I'm just saying it will, you'll start into the sin just a little bit. And you'll compromise just a little bit and you'll let little pieces in and little things in. And then one by one, you start to see things happen in their lives that they begin to base their entire life off of this sin, off of when they can get the next sin in when they can do the next sin. They start to rearrange their schedules. They start to uh, rearrange time with their family or they start to whatever it is. And it affects every single thing around them. They, they sleep differently. They walk differently. They talk differently. They eat differently. It all is affected by sin. And there are so many sins that are passed down from generation to generation. There are a lot of sins that you saw your parents do it and your grandparents did it before them and your great-grandparents did it before them. And it is a generational thing that has been passed down and, and taught and learned. Now, some people will look at a sin that their parents did and say it messed them up so bad that I don't want anything to do with it. And they'll go the complete opposite direction. And I applaud people who do that. But other people will get caught up in the same traps because it's a spiritual problem. It is not something that's in the 
the natural. There are spirits that are connected with these sins. There are demonic spirits that are connected with sin, and those demonic spirits like to try to get passed from one person to the next. They like to to try to multiply the sin, basically. So when when we see these habitual sins, and when we see these sins that are passed down from generation to generation, you see a pattern of behavior and it affects every area of life. It affects every area of life. It affects even jobs, and it affects uh, it affects uh, whether the family stays together or not. It affects all sorts of areas, and we've got to come up with a a a mindset. We've got to get a mindset that sin's going to stop with me, and it might not be something generational. It might not be something that you got from your parents or your grandparents that, that you picked up. It might be something that you found uh, in college, or it might be something that started when you were a teenager. It might be something that, uh, that started as a result of some sort of wound, emotional wound. But listen, we've got to stop coddling these things, and we've got to stop allowing sin to control us, because the Bible lets us know that these things weigh us down, Another translation will say this. It says, uh, the sin which does so easily ensnare us. If you are running a race and you step into a snare, you're going to be stopped immediately in your tracks because that snare, if you know anything about a snare, if you've ever uh, seen the like primitive ways of hunting or or if you've ever been trapping, if you, ever, if you know anything about a snare, that it, it grabs you by the foot. It will grab whatever is running by the foot and immediately stop it in its tracks. And so it will keep you from running the race to your fullest potential. It will keep you from running to the finish line. And somebody somewhere has got to say, this stops with me. I'm not going to participate any longer. And really, uh, at the end of the day, that's what sin needs to have happen to it. (laughs) It needs somebody to make up their mind. And it needs somebody to say, I am, I'm done calling this a struggle. I'm done calling this a bondage. I am done coddling this thing. And I am doing whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Because if you truly want to be free, if you truly want to be free, you can do whatever it takes to get you out of that bondage. I'm telling you right now, you say, well, but I need this or I need that or I, I have to, uh, I have to have this for work or I have to, whatever I have to go here or I have to go there and it's there, uh, whatever. We all make excuses. We all make excuses, but at some point, at some point we've got to stop and say, what I am doing is causing me to self-destruct. I'm done calling it a struggle. I'm done calling it a bondage. I'm done calling it anything but what it is, and it is sin. And it and it it may be an addiction, but guess what? I'm going to do whatever it takes to get free. Because without that, I know how I'm going to end up and it's not going to be in a good situation. Listen, I'm not even talking about I'm not condemning anyone to hell. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm not saying that if you're sinning and and you're repentant and you keep going to God and you say, God, I hate this and I want out of it. 
I'm not saying that, that God will turn anyone away. I'm not saying that. I'm not condemning anyone to hell who has a repentant heart. But I am saying this, that walking with God and trying to trying to do the best you can for the Lord and still playing around with sin, listen, it's not going to get you anywhere. You're not going to have any authority. First of all, when you try to pray and you try to say, I take authority over this this uh, this sickness, I take authority over whatever it is, whoever you're praying for, I take authority over it. First of all, in order to have any authority at all, you've got to be submitted fully to God. You've got to have your life in order and you've got to be up under Jesus Christ in order to be submitted to God. And if you're playing around with the enemy and you are uh, you're outliving in the world, half in the world and half in the church and and you're participating in the things that the devil wants you to participate in how can you sin and and participate in what the devil wants you to participate in and then the next minute try to run him off in the name of Jesus listen it doesn't work that way he's going to say you were friends with me a minute ago you were doing exactly what I was trying to get you to do and now you're trying to run me off it doesn't work that way. We've got to be submitted to God and abstain from sin. I remember uh, someone, one of the old old time preachers who worked a lot of uh, miracles in his ministry, who saw a lot of miracles in his ministry, I should say, uh, was was talking to somebody one day and they said, how do you do it? How do you see the miracles that you see? How do you, uh, how do you, see all these healings and all these deliverances in your meetings. And the preacher looked at the person and said this, they said, they said two words. They said, don't sin, don't sin. Because if you are sinning and you are living, uh, living in ways that God said not to live, what makes you think that the devil is going to honor your request when you try to run him off? Because basically that's what it is. You're just asking him to leave if you're if you're participating in sin. Unless you have submitted yourself to God and unless you have uh, come up under the authority of Jesus, that if authority of Jesus is then imputed to you and heaven backs you up when you abstain from sin. So we've got to stop sinning if we want to ever have any authority in the kingdom of God. We've got to say, it stops with me. It might have come down from my grandparents and my great-grandparents to my parents and then to me. It might have come from aunts and uncles to me, or it might be something that I just picked up uh, along the way. It might be something I, I found during my teen years, and it just has pulled on me ever since. It might be something that I, I participated in in college and it has stuck with me for years, or I picked it up as a kid, and, and I started sinning in this way as a kid. Hey, and I'm not just, a, a lot of people's minds go to the big things. I'm talking about even down to the little things, and the things that we don't like to talk about in church. We like to talk about all the big sins. We we really do, and I'm gonna, I'm here's the point where I'm gonna list a few. We like to talk about drinking. We like to talk about uh, lust and perversion. We like to talk about doing drugs, uh, uh, adultery, all those things that we consider big sins. But I'm even talking about down to gossip, and I'm talking about down to gluttony. And uh, trust me, I, hey, listen, I, I know I struggle with some things myself, and uh, and I'm pointing the finger right at myself and looking right in the mirror at myself when I say these things. But we've got to begin to lay some of these things aside because our lives begin to get controlled by our sins. Listen, 
I'm going to, I'm just going to tell people right now, eating for me has always been a struggle. I'm talking about overeating and I'm talking about snacking between meals and all those things. And, And listen, I love uh, I love a good meal and I love a good snack and I, I, everybody around me knows that, but that has always been a struggle for me. And I see even now where there are certain things where it has held me back and I, I plan my day around when I'm going to eat or I plan my, listen, it's all right to have meal times. It's all right to have snacks, but don't let those things control you. Don't let those things hold you back. Lay aside the sins that so easily beset us. So listen, I'm just being transparent in that area. I've got some work to do. We've all got work to do. And uh, listen, it's not anything that is condemning. This whole passage of scripture isn't condemning. Hebrews 12 says, if you want to run the race to the best of your ability, lay aside the sin that easily besets you. Lay aside the weight that has weighed you down. And so when we lay aside those weights, for me, one of the things that I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to push myself back from the table. I'm going to have to deny myself sometimes. I'm going to have to say, you know what? I'm not letting this thing control me. I'm going to get control over it, and I'm not going to participate in it so that I can get control over it. I need to have control over this thing because otherwise it's going to control me, and and you know, we don't want to talk about certain sins, about calling up our friends every time we hear a a juicy story about someone else that we know and, and telling them all the details. We don't want to talk about gossip. We don't want to talk about, uh, about lying in church. (laughs) There are a lot of people who come to church who lie. My goodness. I've sat in counseling meetings with people and they've lied straight to my face about things that are going on, won't tell the truth. And you just feel like you're wasting your time. Why would I go and sit in a meeting with someone who's going to lie? Why would I go and participate in that when someone's going to lie? We've got to talk about all of it. We can't just talk about drugs and, and alcohol and and if you're cheating on your spouse And some people don't even know that that stuff's wrong. Hey, listen, I heard a message from A.A. Allen a while back. And uh, he, many people know that he was one of the healing revivalists in the mid, uh, in the middle of the century. And he was talking about people who were smoking. He said, you start smoking, he said, and and you want to know why your kids are sick. He said, you want to know why you come to me and your kid uh, is having all these health issues and stuff. He said, you picking up that cigarette and smoking it is inviting a demon into your house. Boy, we don't want to hear about that. We don't want to hear about tobacco use. Uh, There are so many things, listen, that used to be preached on, that people used to preach on as sin, and we've just left them go. We've kind of accepted them as normal. We've kind of said, well, that's not one of the big ones. So we'll just let it slide. Listen, church, we've got to get it all under control. We've got to lay aside every single weight. We've got to lay aside every single sin. And, and I know there are people out there who are, who are probably like, oh my goodness, smoking's a sin, uh, rubbing tobacco's a sin. Listen, the Bible tells us your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And imagine if you took the amount of money that you spent on cigarettes or chewing tobacco and you were able to lay that money aside 
and you were able to say, I'm going to give it to the work of the Lord, or I'm going to do something good for someone with it. Imagine, imagine, imagine if you said, I'm going to take that tobacco money and put it in a college fund for my kids. Imagine, I'm just talking to you from the heart today. I'm coming for the little sins, the small foxes that spoil the vine. Because we need to talk about that stuff in the church too. And there are so many things, there are so many things that we have let slip by in the body of Christ. And we said, oh, that's, that's not a big deal. And a lot of the time, it's because the people who are preaching about it, the people who are supposed to be preaching about it, are the ones participating in it too. Trust me, I know. So when we start talking about sin, it gets people uncomfortable. It gets the preachers uncomfortable half the time. But somebody has got to stand up and say, listen, we've got to get sin out of our lives. If we're going to fully see what God wants us to see in these end times, if we're going to be who God wants us to be in these end times, what am, is it a sin for me to sit down and waste my time watching television all evening? Is it a sin for me if I spend more time watching television than I do in the word of God? Is it a sin? Is it a sin? I don't know. Do you feel convicted about it right now as I'm talking about it? Is it a sin that we waste our time? It's not explicitly laid out in the Bible, but my goodness, if you think about the amount of time that we waste, I, I heard a preacher say one time, he said, when we stand before God in eternity, he said, our Twitter accounts our Facebook accounts, our Instagram accounts, our YouTube history will stand as an everlasting testament that our lack of prayer was not due to lack of time. I'll say that again. When we stand before God in eternity, all of our social media accounts will stand as an everlasting testimony that our lack of prayer was not due to lack of time. Think about that. Think about how much time we waste. Is that a sin? Is it a sin that we, uh, that we don't focus on, on God, but we sit and we let, uh, let the liberal news media and the liberal entertainment companies pump things into our minds freely? We just open our eye gates and our ear gates to what the, what these liberal media companies want to tell us and want us to see and hear through these entertainment channels. Oh, oh, it's just, it's just this show or that show. Yeah. But you have no control over what's coming into your home right now. And you're sitting there letting this liberal, this, and I'm just saying liberal, let, letting this satanic agenda, letting this demonic agenda flood into your house and flood into your eyes and ears and flood into your brain and you are not stopping it you're just sitting there being entertained you've checked out and you're just watching and listening and whatever they say and whatever they do you have no control over what's coming into your home but you don't have five minutes to pray you don't have five minutes to read your bible Think about that. Think about that because this is a relationship. I'm not, I'm not getting legal with you. I'm not getting legalistic. I'm just saying this is a relationship with God. This isn't some sort of, uh, some sort of law practice that we have to pray for 
three hours every day and we have to stop five times during the day and bow towards the east. It's not any of that. It's it's not it's nothing like that. I'm just saying, are do you have a better relationship with something else than you have a relationship with God? Is your relationship with food or your relationship with your friends? Is your relationship with television getting more time than your time with God? What is it? What are the sins that are easily besetting you? Why can't you shake free? Why can't you break the sins off of your life? When Jesus said that he had come to set the captives free, when the Bible tells us that the anointing of God destroys every yoke of bondage, destroys it, why is it that we're still bound up in sin? Is it because we want out or is it because we don't want out bad enough? Because we're sitting and being entertained. We're sitting and allowing things into our homes and into our lives that we have no control over. Pretty interesting to think about, isn't it? That maybe if we put a little more effort into our life and into our walk with the Lord, that we could shun some of these sins and shake some of them off. And if we would be intentional and truly intentionally say, you know what? I want free from this weight. I want to lay this weight aside. I'm going to do whatever it takes and I'm not ever going to I'm not ever going to participate in it again. And we would truly take the steps to make it happen. I believe that we're about to begin to see some things here on the earth that are going to blow people's minds. And people are going to begin to realize that this thing we've been talking about, this this thing that we've been living for, this relationship with Jesus Christ, I believe people are going to begin to see that it's absolutely 100% real, that what we believe is a million percent real, beyond anything anybody could ever imagine, because they're about to begin to see some things that uh, that are going to take place that are going to wake them up. They're going to begin to see some things that uh, that are going to take place and they're going to be like, oh, th- it is real. What, they're, what they've talked about, that nagging family member, it's real. And for some Christians, some people who say they believe in Jesus, they're going to realize it's real too. When a bunch of people come up missing from the earth, they're going to know that it's real. And the ones who were playing around, the ones who were who were messing around in sin and who who just uh, habitually sinned and thought it was all a game and and didn't really take their walk seriously with the Lord. This is a time to get serious with the Lord. The ones who don't take their walk seriously with the Lord and who just call themselves a Christian and who maybe go to church every once in a while, they're going to see that it was real. And I fear for some people it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late, and they're going to have to go through some very, very difficult times. We've got to begin to take this thing so serious. And I know that God put us here to live a life of abundance. I know that God put us here. He said, uh, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, but I come to give life and life more abundantly. I understand. God wants you to live an abundant life. God wants you to be blessed. But when we are living for this life and we are not living eternity minded and having eternity constantly before us in our minds, I believe that we get into big trouble and we allow this life to become the most important thing. And we don't act like God's truly watching and seeing everything that we're doing. We don't act like the devil is trying to pull at us and trying to keep 
us from reaching our full potential. Listen, the devil wants to destroy you. The devil wants you and your family to go to hell. And if we realized how real, if we realized how real it all is, we would stop in our tracks and we would make sure that our lives are cleaned up. We would make sure that everything, everything lines up with the word of God. And we would walk with the Lord every single day. We would seek his fellowship and his communion every single day. Because these times that we're living in, are it's all coming to a, a, a head. It's all coming to a point. It's all wrapping up before our eyes. We are seeing the end times play out. And there are still so many people who don't believe it. There are still so many people who are acting like we've got a long time. We're, we're seeing so many people who just act like it's nothing. This is just another news story that's coming out. This is just another report that's coming out. Uh, and and this, is, this isn't in Bible prophecy. If you look at what's going on right now, Bible prophecy is being fulfilled right before our eyes. And we have got to begin to live like we are heirs of the kingdom of God and not heirs of the kingdom of Satan. We've got to begin to live like we're called out of the darkness and we're living in the light. We've got to begin to shun the enemy and stop playing his games because we don't have a whole lot of time left here. I think if God would truly tell us and would truly put it up as a sign in the sky, how many days and months or weeks, how many years, whatever, whatever time we have left, if there was a big alarm clock that was shining and counting down the, the days to the end, I think that people might start to wake up a little bit, but they might not wake up till the very last second and say, well, it's time to get right. We've got to live every moment as if Jesus is coming back right now. We've got to live every moment as if he could come back this very instant, and we've got to get ourselves together. We've got to get sin out of our lives. We've got to lay aside those weights that so easily beset us and we've got to say it ends with me. It might have started with someone else, but it ends with me. It might have started with me, but it's going to end with me. And it ends right now. We've got to make up our mind. We've got to make up our mind. Because every sin begins with a decision. Every sin begins with a decision. It, it doesn't begin with the devil taking over your body and, and the devil coming in and, and just completely possessing you and making you do something. No, you are in control of your body. You're in control of your mouth. You're in control of your thoughts. You're in control of what comes into your eyes and ears. And you're in control of every single part of your being. You're in control. And we've got to realize that and we've got to say, I am sinning because I choose to. I am sinning because I want to participate in it. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, see, that's that's a lot of the problem where we where we rename things and where we where we call things a struggle and we call things this or we call things that I've even heard people say, well, that's a disease or they're born that way. No, we choose to sin. We choose to sin. Pastor Parsley says, you didn't fall into sin. You planned it. <laughs> you didn't fall into it. You planned it. You wanted to do it or you wouldn't have done it. We have to make decisions and some of them are hard decisions. 
Some of them are very hard decisions. But we've got to begin to make decisions that cause us to lay aside the weights. Jesus is coming back. We don't want to be participating in sin when he does. We want to be right standing with God. We want to be telling as many people about Jesus Christ and about his blood and about his love for them as possible. And we've got to. We've got to get ourselves right before the end comes. I'm telling you right now, I can see it on the horizon. It's just so many things converging at the same time, so many things happening at the same time. So we've got to get it right. Listen, I've gone a little bit long today, but it's it, it, we, somebody's got to say it ends with me today. It ends with me. It ends with me. It ends today. I'm not going to play this game any longer with the devil. I'm cutting this sin out. I'm stopping this sin. I'm doing whatever it takes. If I need to get help, if I need to get talk to a pastor, if I need to get accountability partners to say, hey, uh, are you doing this or are you doing that? If I need my tell my friends, listen, if I start gossiping and I start lying, I need you to call me out on it. If I if you see me uh, with an extra plate of food, I need you to tell me about it. Or if you if whatever it is, if you need to get get an extra set of eyes on your on your your browser history, your computer browser history. If you need to you need to get your family and say, hey, I need help in this area, whatever it is. Listen. The devil's playing for keeps, and he knows the time is short too. So we've got to get things right. Say it ends with me. Say the sin stops here today. And make the right decisions to cut it out of your life. I know I've gone long today, but I want to pray a sinner's prayer before we go. And if you don't know the Lord or you'd like to rededicate your life to the Lord, and if you've been participating in habitual sin, if you've been participating in some sort of reoccurring sin in your life, and you say, you know what, I want to start fresh, I want to start anew today, I want you to pray this prayer along with me. Just say, Father God, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. I believe he died on the cross and that he rose again. I believe that his blood has the power to cleanse me from all sin. So wash me today in the blood he shed on Calvary. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to get a hold of me. Contact me on my social media. Contact me on, uh, just leave a comment on any of the the podcasts and I'll get a hold of you. But I want you to know, that we've got to begin to get sin out of our lives. We've got to we got to stop playing with it. We've got to stop playing with sin and we've got to begin to get it right because Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a great day in the Lord. Share this podcast with somebody. I believe it's going to help somebody. Let somebody know about it and I'll talk to you real soon. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.